Hey, you. Can I tell you a secret? I'm actually from the future, and I've traveled back in time to tell you that these first couple episodes might sound kind of bad. And that's because we were just starting out. So for episodes one through six, the audio quality isn't as good. But don't worry, as most things in life, it gets better. Starting with episode seven, the hottest sports entertainment thing in the world. Once again, this is a reminder from the future. We have social media now on all major social platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, if that's your thing. And just wanted to remind you to give us a follow, a like, or even check us out. Now, I'll get out of your way and go back to the future and let you enjoy the episode. Have fun. Before we get started, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let us explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome to episode six of Searching for MacGuffin with your hosts, George, Gabe, and Link. Today, we're going to be talking about a very special topic in our hearts and minds, and that is the state of Star Wars. So Star Wars is something that's been ever-present in my life as long as I can remember, and it's something that's kind of grown and changed with me as I'm involved in it. I think it's the same for each of you guys. So what we want to do is we're going to kind of take a look at then and now and see where we're headed with Star Wars as a brand, as a universe, as an yeah, <laughs> idea. So, I want to start first exploring what our first experiences were with Star Wars. Me, personally, um, I remember watching them very, very young. I can't even tell you how old I was. Three, four, five. Uh, there were these old CBS Fox tapes that uh, my parents would get. They were part of like a movie club, kind of like Columbia House, if you guys are old enough to remember that, where you would get like CDs movie sent but i remember specifically it was only like fox films and they all had the same like gray border on them and so basically i for me movies growing up were just movies made by fox for the first couple of years and uh star wars the first one was one of the earliest movies that i saw and my older brothers and sisters were really into star wars they loved these movies but i remember the moment where it became mine where i really gravitated towards it was like oh star wars is something that is like super important to me was around 1995 when the thx remastered versions of it now these aren't the special editions that would come out in 97 these were just lucas had touched them up they had thx remastered sound was this new technology that they had to make everything clear and in stereo and they had uh, recolorized it for the laser disc previously and the picture was as pristine as it was then and they re-released them in the theaters and that's when I jumped in and watched them one by one 
theatrically, and that's way different. I don't know about you guys, but when you, especially at a younger age, um, when you experience a movie in a theater, it's way different than experiencing it at home, especially back then when, you know, we didn't have the sound and the and video and the audio, you know, the screens that we have nowadays to kind of simulate that theatrical experience. It was night and day. So I fell in love with these movies and I bought them when they were re-released on VHS, the ones with the Stormtrooper and the Vader and the Yoda heads, uh, if you've seen them. So that's when, to me, um, Star Wars became super relevant. And those, that was it. We just had those three movies. And for a long time, that's all that I had. You know, those three movies. And they existed kind of in a vacuum. Uh, what about you, Gabe? When, when did Star Wars become you know, relevant for you? So uh, growing up in the same family, obviously, um, we had... We had, especially like my dad was a huge Star Wars fan. Um, so a lot of the times it was just playing on in the house. Um, my first memories of watching it, I may not have like remembered everything, but I remember I was around like three or four years old when it was being played. And I mean, in reality, I could just remember the Ewoks. Those are <laughs> probably the most, like what I remember the most is like as a kid. Yeah. Um, but... I remember when the hype for um, the prequels was coming out, like I think when when Phantom Menace was coming out, um, I wasn't, I was like three, so I wasn't going to be in the theaters for that. It was a bit after that, um, right before Attack of the Clones came out, I watched all those movies in the, where I could actually remember them, especially the original trilogy, of course. Mm -hmm. And that's when I remember, I was just like, man, I remember feeling like, yes, the good guys won in A New Hope. This is odd. Like, it was it was incredible. And then in Empire, I just felt straight terror. Like, I was, I was a little bit traumatized as a kid with Empire. Um, because, I mean, I love Luke so much. And, and he just got his hand chopped off. And he just got his butt kicked. Like, he got whooped. Um, but also seeing, like, Yoda was... Like, there was, like, so many positive negatives that I just... As a kid, I didn't know how to deal with it. Like, it was like, it's the, this is a movie, like, aren't, like, good guys always supposed to win? Like, right. this like isn't there always supposed to be, like, a resolution towards the end? like And so, like, it was difficult for me to deal with that. And then I think towards Return, when we get, like, the, the climax and the fight, and just, I think what stays in my mind is, is the, like, when, like, two moments in that movie is, like, when Luke first ignites his green lightsaber, mm. when he's saving his friends, um, and then Luke and Vader fighting, um... In front of the in front of the emperor, that for me was was just it was really special, and it stayed with me. And I think there was a point in time where, as I grew up, it kind of became not as relevant in my life. I was going through a lot of changes, um, socially, physically, and mentally. That like Star Wars was kind of like being put on the back burner. It wasn't like the focus, um, and then it wasn't again until college that I, I met a friend of mine. This was around the time The Force Awakens was coming out, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really know much about this guy, but we just so happened to be in the same room when The Force Awakens trailer dropped, and we both freaked out. And after that, we've been in several. He's, he's like my brother now, um, but like we've been in several ever since, always talking about that every day, and and so that that moment, um, I think, was definitely like watching The Force Awakens trailer, was definitely like the starting point to like the renaissance of Star Wars in my life mm -hmm. to where, like, it was, again, cemented when when you watch The Force Awakens. I watched it with the same guy. 
And, and it's just been a journey after that. So I think for me, it's kind of it's a bit complicated. So like, I feel like it's in two points. One when I was um, five and the other when I was, I want to say 20, 20, 21. Yeah, for me, I, Star Wars was always there in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always, it's, it's, for me, to me, it's always been in the background. First time I watched Star Wars, I was five, and like Gabriel, all I really remember are were the, <laughs> the Ewoks, and especially the scenes where they were killing them and they were dying. I remember crying. Like, why are <laughs> they killing the adorable? It was bears? really sad. Yeah, it's really yeah. sad. Uh, why would you kill something cute? Uh, so that's how I got into Star Wars. You know, my my dad was very into science fiction, and my family too, so my siblings as well. So they were always watching it. And I think that was 98 when I watched it. The prequels came out. I didn't watch the first one in movie theaters. And then I watched the episodes two and three in the movie theaters. But I, it, they weren't well received, right? Right. Especially by my, 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 my friends, my you guys, <laughs> my sister and, and George, who's her husband. So growing up, I'm like, all right, Star Wars wasn't, you know, they made this movie that we were excited for. People were excited. I wasn't really excited for it, but people were excited for it. And then they disappointed so, yeah, Star Wars is always there in the background for me. So I didn't really pay much attention to it. I would get Star Wars toys for uh, for Christmas. I remember I had this huge, not this huge, but I had this do-back as a toy. Mm. And uh, I loved that toy. <laughs> um, but it was just always there for me in the background. I never really got into it. And you, you guys were into it. My friends were into it. So whenever you guys spoke about and talked about Star Wars, I was like, all right, cool, yeah. But I got into Star Wars when I was in college, especially... That year that Clone Wars was introduced was 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 inputted on uh, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's when I got into Star Wars because I started right. watching Clone Wars because I heard so many good things about it, and it was just great. And from there, I've been hooked on to Star Wars ever since. So Clone Wars for me was the reason why I'm in Star Wars. I'm I'm a Star Wars fan. What what was it about Clone Wars? I don't know. I just, I just really enjoyed the. It was just fun, you know? I, yeah. you, you, I grew up people saying, oh, the prequels suck, right? Anakin, mm-hmm. Peyton Christensen's a terrible actor. Mm-hmm. And the Clone Wars, like, it redeems Anakin. Yeah. It, and then you get Ahsoka, who kind of sucks at the beginning. And, like, oh, now I'm, like... I went from hating Ahsoka to, like, oh, man, this, I wish she... <laughs> why does she get her own stuff? Yeah. I, mean, I love Ahsoka. She's one of my favorite characters. And then Obi-Wan as well, who is my favorite character when it comes to Star Wars, is awesome throughout the whole series so i really that's what got me into just the characters got me into so would you say um would you say it's like because i know you're a fan of the animated medium Mm -hmm. would you say like that that was kind of like a a point for you it's like oh star wars in animated form like was that a reason like you kind of wanted to check it out just because it was just like it's a tv show about star wars yeah i think it was a little bit of both because i know they had this clone wars 2d show right Mm -hmm. and when you watch I watched it. I mean, it wasn't really a short. It, wasn't, it was like a short, right? Yeah, like every every episode was like two to three minutes. Yeah. And then a new one every day, so. Oh, okay. Like the whole season is about an hour after the season. Oh, okay. So yeah, so, I, you know, I do like, like I, you said, I do like animation, but it was just the fact that Star Wars was there. I'm like, all right, let me watch this. You guys recommended it to me. Didn't have much friends in <laughs> my first year of college. Was <laughs> making friends there. But I really, yeah, I watched it and I really enjoyed it. And like ever since then, I've been hooked. Awesome. And I think you can do a lot more with animation than you can in live action. Yeah, so that's yeah, what I love sure. about Clone Wars. Like you can actually see like Ahsoka do all these crazy flips and then you watch mm-hmm. her Rosario Dawson do it and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I she mean, jumped. That's what she did. She yeah. jumped. I, I think you also, you gotta like, you have to have different expectations yeah, yeah. depending on the medium because that is what's cool. It's like, oh, you get to see like all this crazy stuff that you're not, like if they do it in a movie, it would cost $500 billion like, yeah. just this scene. And then also you can get away with doing some spectacular stuff because also if you go too crazy in the, like in the prequels when the Jedis are like running at super speed or like jumping like three stories, you're kind of like, oh, it feels fake. Like there's a, the suspension of disbelief is broken, but it's not when it's animated. animated yeah. So you get to do cooler stuff. Because yeah. as much as you might want Rosario Dawson to do all stuff, if you know, she would have started doing that on TV, you'd probably be like, oh man, this is like, I don't know, something, I don't know, Fast and the Furious or something. <laughs> and not Star Wars, which I, I think we might get to at some point. Now, the question I wanted to get to you, that I wanted to give to you, was what was it that drew you to Star Wars specifically? We're starting with me? Yeah, sure. All right. So, what drew me to Star Wars, I mean, I feel like there's so many, it's one answer, but like there's so many different like um, components of that answer. And I think it's just, well, obviously the introduction was the family aspect. My all my, whole, my whole family basically watched it and they loved it. And my dad is a huge fan. And... And seeing, like, his passion for it really, that's what drew me towards it. But what kept me and what made it my own, in a sense, was that I feel like when I was watching this, you kind of, you feel it a lot in, in Empire, is this sense of, like, man, you're really taking on the world. Like, mm -hmm. in our sense, the world, but in, the, like, the galaxy. Right. Like these, this little band of like people who don't want to conform to what the government, the space government is telling them to like, and obviously like we see it as like, they're evil, <laughs> they're bad people. Yeah. And so just the fight, obviously the fight for good and evil, but the fact that there are different, there's like the story of like those three friends, Luke, Leia and Han coming together and just, and helping these people, like trying to fight for something. Yeah, that that fight that included friendship that includes family because by the end of it is it is a family it's a story about family mm -hmm. and and it's just something that's like it's special to me because like I love like I, I love my family and this was something I was able to share with them so although my uncles and my aunts and my cousins and my parents aren't running around with lightsabers and using the force and stuff some of them maybe that's true, <laughs> actually there's video there was a part where I can definitely relate to like a lot of the characters and, and take different things from them. And it was just something really special for me. And that was me as like a kid. And I feel like as I grew, like, as I grew, grew older, as I changed mentally, physically, the, when, whatever, like we were getting four stars, like you, you view it differently. Right. As like you, you start to change, you start to see things, not necessarily as black and white, but, and I feel like, Star Wars has, a, has done a great job to to maintain that and like also open up new avenues to do that. But the short answer, I think it's um, it's family on one end and on the other also is uh, could be the spiritual factor with the force. Um, I consider myself religious, but there are certain aspects as well that I take from there that it's like I can apply in my own life that I that I appreciate and. And I just feel like Star Wars is so 
so huge, so big, but at the same time, so intimate mm-hmm. in certain situations. So that, uh-huh. that's it for me. Yeah. Well put. I think for me, what draws me to Star Wars is this great conflict, this great controversy between the, the battle between good and evil. Mm-hmm. It's not, and you know, you, you started off in an original prequel, I mean, trilogy, those four and six, right? Yeah, four and yeah. six. And um, it seems like it's very simple. Like, oh, Vader bad, Luke good, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go to the prequel when they're expanding the universe and you see all the politics that play behind it and everything else and it gets more complicated and you know now we have this, now we're in the sequels and you see how the results of those consequences of how complicated it is is all the whole battle between good and evil is and i just you know and i wonder like i've always wondered like is there ever peace in star wars in the in the galaxy of star yeah. in the universe of star wars right or are they always fighting are they, is good and evil always fighting against each other and yeah is it a never-ending battle i know it's and it kind of reminds you like how we are like I feel like it's a never-ending battle here but yeah so so I just like that you know and like seeing how how con- you know the little actions have big implications in the future and how you don't really think that's you know that those implications are going to be reach all the way to the sequels like you know having Palpatine out of nowhere come back it's like whoa <laughs> yeah stuff like that so yeah, so that's what I it's a draw me. I just love the battle between good and evil, and I, I asking myself, is it ever going to be over? Because I'm watching Mandalorian, and it's like, no, the Empire's still there. Yeah. But we don't really see the Force. You don't really see mm-hmm. Jedi. So it did the bad. Could the good guys lose? Right. So that's grabs my attention. Yeah, I I mean I agree with you. I think that battle is good and evil, and I think you hit it right. Like you hit the nail right on the head when you said that it's so black and white in the original trilogy, and I think that's what draws me to the original trilogy. It's simple. Yeah. And like it's a it's about my life, but it's in plain terms, especially as a kid, because as we all just shared, the first time we were exposed to it, we were really young and it was it's easy to understand, you know. And what I love about Star Wars is that it's deep and it's deeper than it actually is, because mm-hmm. in reality, it's like space cowboys, it's samurais, it's, you know, it's laser beams, you know, it's every like kid's dream, right? A fighter pilot, uh, or you know, or be uh, you know, have superpowers, uh, but the complexities of it, and it's interesting what you said, all the politics and behind, like the prequels. That I think that's one thing that I think a lot of people, you know, believe George missed the mark when he made the prequels. That it's supposed to be a movie for kids, and then it's like all about like taxation yeah. and trading like, and like trade. But what I love about that actually is that it opens up the conversation for the Clone Wars because you really don't have time in a movie like that. That's what I think the problem is. In yeah, the, prequels. the, sh- the movies, the shows are better. Yeah, because in the shows you like see like the Senate, you see the like diplomatic actions like yeah. Padme, like they go into the nitty gritty of like bills and stuff, and it's like oh, but if you defund this, then how are we gonna? And it's like oh, this is what the real world, and that's what it is. Like it's complex. Because all, life is kind of the same way. Like, life is simple. And life is really complicated. And that's what I think Star Wars. On this show, what we're trying to do is trying to explore what that driving force is. What is that, what is that mechanism that moves the story along? And that's not just in Star Wars, which is today's topic, but also in our lives. What is it that drives us to continue moving forward with this? And... Sometimes that's difficult to do in the absence of narrative. 
So like I said, I fell in love with Star Wars. You know, I was I was ready to commit. You know, I wanted to put a ring on it around <laughs> ninety five, right? But I wouldn't get another Star Wars movie for a few more years. And I grew up with this mentality that there was that's it. There was these three movies, and it was it, and it was over. You know. Yeah. So during that time period, um, I reached out for what was known as the extended universe, and that's when I started getting the like Super Star Wars on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> uh, I remember around the N64 times we got Shadows of the Empire and that came and that was a, a game adaptation of a book that had come out that I was really excited about. And how did I get really excited about it? Because they had a series of toys and I saw the Emperor Shizor and the Crimson Guards and they had he had like a like a force it's not like a lightsaber, but it's like a shield, like a light shield, right? Mm-hmm. And then and just like all this crazy stuff. I was like, this isn't in the movies. This is cool. This might be cooler. So it's like, read the book, play the game, buy the toys, make up your own stories, your own adventures of like, your own extended universes, the adventures you go on with those characters yeah. in their time. And that's what kept me going until, you know, Lucas decided to revisit and make more movies. Um, there was a period of time there where none of us had from 2005 to 2012 after all the prequels were done, we didn't have any. We didn't have any. And it left, we ended in, it ended in a sour note. Yeah, yeah. I'll expand on that a little bit more. I think people had a higher expectation for what, what they wanted Star Wars to be, especially the prequels. And mm-hmm. George Lucas's idea did not meet those expectations, so a lot of people hated the prequels. Right. Uh, I know I grew up with you guys, and you guys tell, tell me the prequels suck. So in my mentality, it's like, oh, the prequels suck, right? <laughs> But it, so it, for us, it ended in the bad note. Yeah, you tell I'm, you tell that to you know, uh, I call them Zoomers, but Generation Z. You tell that to Generation Z. They love the prequels. Yeah. So it's like, oh. Like that was their first Star Wars. Like, yeah, that was like, their first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like maybe they went to the theater and they hadn't even seen the old one. And I do wonder, like a lot of people now don't like the sequels, right? Mm-hmm. Especially the kids that grew up not liking mm-hmm. the kids that grew up dirt for the prequels and loved them. Now they hate the sequels. So I wonder, like, all right, what about the next generation? Are they gonna love the sequels as much? As, like, Generation Z loves the prequels. Right, right. I think for, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you can spend on it as well. For the people that who, like, grew up in this time of the prequels, like, it's just all Star Wars. You know, sometimes when you're that young, if you hit it that young, like, I know some of the, the kids, my family, and some of the younger students that I have, like, this is their first Star Wars. So then they go back and they love that because it's tied to this. And it's just all Star Wars. Like, I don't care. I don't care what it is. If it's Star Wars, I love it. No, yeah, as a kid... After watching the original trilogy, the original trilogy was something I was like, okay, I like this. Like, I don't understand all of it, but I like it. When I'm watching the prequels, there was still stuff I didn't understand because I was pretty young. But visually, I was like, whoa, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Seeing Mace Windu's purple lightsaber the first time, I was like, there's another color. <laughs> I was for like the Coliseum scene in episode two. Seeing a Mandalorian fight Obi-Wan, seeing Django fight Obi-Wan, like, there was a bunch of cool things that I'm like, as a kid, I'm like, man, this is awesome. But even as a kid, I didn't get the same feeling as I did from the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it was all Star Wars, yes, like, it was, it was all the same in a different time period, but there, it, it wasn't this, it wasn't the same type of feeling I get. Maybe it's from the, and maybe it's because of the eras or, or what, whatever it was, but for me, it wasn't the same. Um, but yeah, like I don't remember it like 
as a kid, I was like, I didn't remember everyone saying, this is bad, this is trash, or whatever. Once I got older, I was like, oh, like the prequels were looked down upon, mm-hmm. uh, major, major, like uh, the majority of the time. But I mean, as a kid, I was like, yeah, this is this is Star Wars. It's fun. I, I really enjoy it. The toys, I was all over the toys as a kid. Yeah. Even even my dad, my family members, like they all had like collections of stuff and like for the different timepieces as well. And and yeah, it's just it's something that. I didn't really get the hate on like for the prequels at first, but then afterwards, like as I grew up, as I watched them, I'm just like, oh, these movies aren't as great as an adult. Or, yeah. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like these movies aren't as as good. Um, the dialogue isn't. Dead. But you, but I feel like you can still find people can still find enjoyment in yeah. it. And so at the end of the day, it is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So. Well. Going back to that period of uh, 2005 to 2012, Link said something interesting. He said how they ended on a sour note, that last episode three. It's not just the reception to it, because I think most people like three yeah, much like- more than one and two, because it was just the end. Like it, And by the end of the movie, it turns into the Star Wars that we fell in love with. It's like, oh, look, Stormtroopers and like Vader. You We're know? getting there. You know? And, it, and like those final shots where he frames them to look like you know, the original films. So that's nice. But also from a narrative perspective, it ends on a down note. Like the Republic is wiped out and Vader and the Emperor are in charge. And it's kind of like, oh, this is not the happy end. Like it's the opposite. We like it when it happens in the middle chapter. But not at the end. Like, yeah, maybe not so crazy. Not that we don't like it because we knew that's where we would have to end in order for a new hope to make sense. But it's, it leaves you from a narrative perspective. Like the bad guys won. And Star Wars has always kind of been about hope, and it's not a very hopeful like place where it leaves you. It was also a little bit confusing because it's like you spent two movies rooting for these people, like you spent two two movies rooting for the Republic, only for them to turn into the bad guys. Yeah, like the clone, the clones, like yeah, like they're they're our army, they're the good guy army. Oh, they just killed all the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, at first I was like what like obviously you know what happens at, uh, at the end but when I, like, when I watched it when I was young I was like why are they killing the why are they killing the Jedi and it was a very like even now like when you watch it like with the music and it's still it's still a very somber scene like yeah. Order 66 like it's just very it's something like I'll, I'll always remember when I watched it the first time I was like this is depressing this is super sad mm-hmm. and it was also like it was pretty confusing in the sense of like these people were the good guys, and now they're the bad guys. Yeah. This guy who, this kid who we've seen from from a young age now was a young man, like as a as a Jedi. Like he he's like he's super cool, he's super awesome, and now he's killing a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> now he's a bad children. Yeah. And and it it was just it was difficult to process, um, but I think that. Story-wise, like, that's, that's a, like, I don't know. I just really enjoy that. Maybe not how it was executed, but I think the premise of it is is pretty attractive. Yeah. I mean, it has to happen in order for the original trilogies to, to make sense and to be, mm-hmm. to, mean, to be more meaningful. Yeah. yeah. They have to lose. It, it has to end in a sour, a bad note in narrative-wise in the, in the prequels. So the, so that the, so that there's more redemption, I guess. Yeah. In the original trilogy. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just interesting because it's like you said. So, like, Anakin is our protagonist and he turns. The Jedi, like, are culpable because they kind of handled the whole situation of the prequels, like, in self-interest and, and you know, militarizing themselves. And those are, and then and then they're all gone. And then Yoda fails. And then he runs away. You know, it's like, it's a lot of... Yeah. It's a lot of L's you're taking. Yeah. But I didn't... And that's the thing, like... I guess it's because we know what was to come. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah. And that softens the blow. And that, yeah, that's what you know, they end yeah. it all work out. Because it was, like, I promise... Nothing will compare to when I saw Empire. I was distraught when I saw Empire. Like... Like, they lost. And, and I didn't know what was... I didn't know what was going to happen next. Yeah. With Revenge, it's like, you see it happen. It still sucks. It's still sad. But at the end of the day, we know that the good guys are going to win. I know you were young. Do you remember, like, what your initial response was to, like, Han being frozen, for example, in Carbonite? I thought he was gone. Yeah. I thought he was in chocolate. (laughs) I thought he was gone. I was like, they just, he's done. Like, what? Can he eat his way out of that? (laughs) These are are two very different. He's dead. He's chocolate. Is he selling chocolate? (laughs) Why don't they just melt him? Okay, so so you thought, you know, I always wondered because I feel like I watched two and three like back to back. Yeah. So I don't think I ever got the time to process that. And I, I'm kind of jealous. Like I was like, man, if only I would have had to wait and like just really think that this guy's frozen forever, you know? Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's like you take it for granted when you watch him as a series. It's like the next episode is, you know, moments away. They unfreeze him at the beginning of three. But it's like, imagine like Han, he's gone. And, like, you're waiting years to find out, you know, what happened. And I just thought that that, that was interesting. So in that period, there was a couple of things that kind of kept us going. And it was in an expanded universe of sort. I mentioned the, the stuff I got into, you know, when I was younger. But that's all that we had because we didn't have any new movies on the horizons. There was a couple of games, uh, you know, a TV show, like Link mentioned, uh, you know, toys. What were some of those experiences during that downtime? Of Star Wars, those things that kind of kept you going. What kept me going? Yeah, or, or well, you mentioned that yeah, this like, is about the time where you start to fall in love. Yeah, yeah. With so Star Wars. around my senior year of high school, I start watching Star Wars. I start watching the original, not the prequel, more more consistently, and like I end up enjoying it more. I'm like, oh, okay, this is a. Now I remember why my dad and my family was super into this. This is really good. It's pretty interesting, right? Um. But then it, it isn't until college that I start watching Clone Wars, and it's already—I believe it's already—it was already done by then. Yeah. So I didn't have to wait every week to watch a new episode. Like I was able to binge watch it. So that's what kept me going. But that was it. Like that was it. There's nothing else after that. Right. Until you know. You know, I saw Clone Wars late too, which is so funny because, as a quote-unquote huge Star Wars fan, like. I just slept on this show about Star Wars. But I remember it specifically because when the pilot came out, they released it theatrically. Yeah. You know? And the Star <laughs> Wars movie, movie the, yeah. the Clone Wars movie, <laughs> movie yeah. right? And I was so excited. I was like, all right. It's going to be awesome. The first animated movie. I'm going to watch it in the theater. Yada, yada, yada. Then I go, what a disappointment. Like, I was upset. Like, oh, once again, disappointment. Yeah, and it is disappointment because to back up a little bit to episode one, I remember my experience with that. I was like a freshman in high school and I went to go see episode one. I had to watch it a couple of days late 
because the lines were ridiculous and my dad would not make them for me or get the tickets in advance. But eventually I saw it and I remember just being so alone because I couldn't, I wasn't disappointed. I was more confused than anything <laughs> because I was like, did I, did I not like it? Did I just not love it? Was, was it even Star Wars? And I was like just all alone. And I got a call from a friend that I went to middle school with that I was really close to. He had moved away. Um, and he called me right out of the blue. And back then there was like long distance calling and ever. So I was like, okay, this is weird. We hadn't talked in like maybe a year, year and a half. And he, so he calls me up and he's like, Hey, and did you see star Wars? And I'm like, yeah, I did. Did you? He's like, yeah, it wasn't good. Right? Like, and I was like, yes, thank you. Okay. It's not just me. Right. Cause I couldn't fathom not liking star Wars, you know? Yeah. So then here we are again. Like I got, I went to the theaters again and I did not enjoy it. So I was like, I'm not watching Clone Wars. I don't care. I think I did check out an episode or two. And like, I was like, oh, Jar Jar's in this. Forget it. You know, obviously I'm young. I'm stupid. I'm going to stick on like these little things. I'm like, I don't want to see more Jar Jar. Who cares about clones? They're all the same. They all look the same. They all sound the same. So I picked, but then when I was teaching my kids, it hit Netflix and my kids were like, you got to watch this show. This show's awesome. You love Star Wars. I'm like, nah, Clone Wars is terrible. I'm not going to watch that. I went to the movies. It was the worst, you know? But then finally they broke me down. Like, you got to do it this summer. You, you have nothing else to watch. You got to watch it. And when we come back, you have to tell us all about it. And I did. And I fell in love with it. That's great. Yeah. The show is so good. It is just as much Star Wars, if anything. And ultimately, it helped redeem those like yeah everything no it helped redeem my relationship with george lucas and star wars (laughs) in general because it was like okay phantom menace i need that for darth maul you know what i mean the prequels i need it for the clone wars you know and you know what i needed that movie even though it's not good but it's the first episode of this you know what i mean so it kind of repaired the whole thing and then i got into the video games at that time yeah what was your experience like for me for me, it was a lot of the the toys, the as well as the video games. As far as Clone Wars, I remember when it was when the movie premiered. I didn't watch it there. I watched it on Cartoon Network. They had like a whole premiere. There, like I saw it being um, advertised for a couple of weeks, yeah. and I was like, "All right, fine, let's do it." And and then I when I watched it, I'm like, "That was cool. That was fun." Uh-huh. And then after that, because again, like I, I couldn't, I really wasn't like, I really couldn't tell. Like, I mean, like he's like, Star Wars is Star Wars. I'm going right. to enjoy it. And so then the show, like, they're like, all right, we're releasing episodes. But like, as I was watching it, when it came out on TV, it just felt very disorganized and jumbled. And it's like, I couldn't really, I, there wasn't like a coherent story. Like I couldn't really follow along with it. Right. So it just became like how I used to come home and watch Transformers. Like yeah. it was on TV. I'm just watching an episode, eating and then leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, it was Star Wars. It was awesome, but I didn't know exactly where the story was going. Yeah. And... It's and, like a serialized show, and syndication does not help yeah. serialization. At yeah. All. And and for those for those that don't know, uh, could you elaborate a little bit more on syndication? Okay, so like, when a show enters into syndication, there's enough episodes that they're just going to play them every day instead of once a week. Now, when you watch a new show, usually it's about once a week, but... They just give the episodes like Monday through Friday Uh and they're not particularly like 
worried about the order that they place them in. Yeah. So it's like they have at least a hundred episodes, and they're just just revolving them, and they'll, it'll be like one from season four, and then one from season three, right. and then, like Friends or Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is a lot of that. Well, you know, in the TV episode that we talked about, our top fives list, we talked about like being exposed to these episodes like in random order and not really understanding like the you know the driving force behind the narrative from year to year and that's and that's what's troublesome sometimes when you experience these shows this way you don't you don't really understand or get where they're coming from because it's like a mixed bag yeah and so so that was my experience with clone wars and as far as the other stuff that kept me going video games was huge force unleashed was like that was like a dream like i can be well, that first that first uh, level is playing as Vader mm-hmm. and just mowing down uh, Wookies. Like, yeah, that was pretty fun. Ooh, and so, like fun. That sounds terrible. Just, just wait it's just play. it's just unlimited. And I was gonna buy, hours. Hours. Gonna buy the game this weekend because you guys got me into that it. Game, and I was like, I'm gonna that be game sad. Is, it's just the first level. That yeah. game is literally unlimited power. Like, you just you're so OP and like you get to change like lightsaber colors and you have like these cool force powers. You get the dual wield, right? Yeah. Like like two sabers. Like two, yeah. yeah. It was just so much fun. Like two sabers or yeah. Darth Maul? No, like no, two. Like, like two. Like Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah like Ahsoka. Oh, okay. Which, before that, I mean, at that point, I don't think I had seen that yeah. anywhere before. Yeah, so, so he, held it, he held him like... I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah he, held, he holds him like both like behind him. Yeah, right? oh, I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah. I'm so like excited. It, 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 was, it was a lot of fun. And then, obviously, there was so many other video games like Star Wars Galaxies. I mentioned that in my top five. Mm-hmm. Playing that with my dad That's and other people. That was, it was incredible. Like, that kept me in it for a very long time after the movies. Playing with other people, joining guilds, becoming Jedi, going on your own quests, and things like that. But I feel that as a kid growing up, the number one thing, the biggest thing probably was the toys. Mm-hmm. The toys was huge. Like, like even off the bat, like, uh... At your guys' house, like there was always lightsabers around, just like just randomly anywhere. I remember the Darth Vader, the Darth Maul lightsaber, the double, the dual wield. Yes, that was incredible. Like I remember playing with that all the time. Qui Gon's lightsaber, Obi Wan's lightsaber. They even. Oh, that's where we went. Yeah, it was in my house. (laughs) You. Yeah. And then, and then once like, the when the prequels were, kind of like coming that coming to a close. they kind of came out with like newer lightsabers. Now these lightsabers had you had to put batteries in them and lights and sound effects. And I remember I got my Luke, my Return of the Jedi green lightsaber, and I and then Anakin's blue lightsaber. And those are my favorite. Mm. Playing with little action figures. The the toys were just. It was my imagine like, it was I was making my own stories. I was making my own mm. Star Wars stories, my own Star Wars movies. Um, being able to, I remember that was like the number one, the thing, the number one thing that like topped my Christmas list every year during that time period. And it's just, it, it allowed me to, to enter a galaxy far, far away without having to watch the movies or having like, I didn't have that content with Mm -hmm. me. And like, you can only, I mean, you can rewatch that was all the time, but it was, and we did basically. (laughs) Yeah. But it it was something different that I, I can enjoy for myself. Yeah, to to the point where like we got used to watching Star Wars every Christmas and like it became a tradition. Like I would open all the presents and usually, almost every year there was some kind of new re-release of Star Wars. That's where, true. You know whether it would be the VHS or the TXX Master or the special edition or now it's on uh, 
you know, now it's on DVD. Now it's on, there was this, I don't even remember what the format was, the CDR or something, something they used to watch in China, the Dream Class used to play them. Mm. I don't know, but I, I, I would just, and I, I would always get it. And if there wasn't a new Star Wars release, we were still, I was opening all my presents. Yay, awesome, great. But we are doing Star Wars. Anime. Now, like most families will watch It's a Wonderful Life <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, some even Die Hard in some cases. Yeah. But like in our house, it was it was Star Wars. Yeah, it was Star Wars for sure. And the trilogy was done by midnight, New Year's Eve to the next day, Christmas yep. Day. We had seen all three of them. Okay, so that brings us to uh, 2012. When Disney purchases uh, Lucas Films from George Lucas at the time, this was a turning point for Star Wars because it kind of changed everything and it kind of um, set the path for the road that we have ahead of us. So for the past couple of years, we've been living in this post-Disney Star Wars universe. I don't know if you want to give a little insight on that, uh, what that process was like. So, when that when they when they announced that Disney was buying Star Wars, that was around twenty twelve. So, I was a sophomore in high school, and and throughout that period, like there was a lot going on in my life. I had just moved back to the states. Um, I was I was at a different school, and there was just a lot going on. But I remember hearing, "Oh, hey, Disney's buying Star Wars," and I, I mean, everyone knows Disney, but I don't think I understood how big Disney was. Mm -hmm. And then I heard the price tag that they bought it, which was like $4 billion. Four and which is four, $4 billion. Dollars. And that might be the first time that I heard that price in that amount in money. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, that's, that's huge. But I didn't really, ex I didn't know what to expect, obviously. I was excited because like, oh, this means more Star Wars movies, right? Because up until that point, I was like, Star Wars is done. Like, there's yeah. no more. Yeah. Like, even with the Clone Wars TV, like, it's not like live action Star Wars is, is done. Like, we're not going to get anything else. The story is complete. And and then, like, Disney buys them, and I'm like, oh, so more Star Wars. And it wasn't something that I looked too deeply into. Um, just like that certain point in my life, I was just kind of like, this is cool. I'm interested. Let's see where it goes, and then we'll check back in when when something comes from it. Right. It wasn't like I was like, oh my gosh, this is by Star Wars. They're gonna. It's gonna be. This is the greatest thing ever. I just. I wasn't as 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 preoccupied with that at the time. A lot of people thought the opposite too. That yeah. it wasn't gonna be. Yeah, good. it wasn't gonna be good. Like, oh, you know, Disney's gonna ruin it. You're gonna make it. I mean, I feel like a lot of people. Still <laughs> yeah. Like no matter what, no matter what, yeah. Oh, how so? What What were some of those voices? No, no, just that. Like, oh, you know, Disney's gonna. She's gonna ruin Star Wars, so it's either you like you really like the idea that they got bought by Disney, or you did it. Do you think they really like? Do you think those people had in mind like they're definitely gonna make new movies and they're not gonna be the same or? Probably yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because because everyone's. I mean, you hear this, this saying, oh, like the Disney version of this, the Disney version of that. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I mean, I can't speak for them, but if I were to assume you like, people would just say. Oh, like Disney's gonna, Disney's not gonna, is gonna make Star Wars, um, in their own way, like not necessarily stay true to how me as a, like a, as a person speaking as a Star Wars fan, how we like it or how it used to be, 
they're gonna make it their own thing and they're gonna ruin they're gonna drive it into they're gonna run it to the ground. You're gonna turn it into a musical. <laughs> well, you know, I I wasn't sure who came out winning at that time. I was like, four billion dollars. That sounds like a lot to buy like a film franchise. Cause I know they bought Lucasfilm, but like Indiana Jones wasn't really on anybody's radar. And what else do they make? You know what yeah. I mean? And like there's other assets that go with the company, sure. But really you're buying Star Wars. That's what you're buying. For four billion, I was like, "That's a lot for like six movies and a cartoon." And no movies like, yeah. and no movies that are that are coming out. Yeah, yeah, nothing like, developed. Di- like Disney had had most recently bought Marvel, like about like three right. years before we that. Yeah, been there before. And then a couple years before that, they had bought Pixar. And so, I mean, looking up some information on on that deal, um, in Bob Iger's book, they were talking about how. Bob Iger wanted to purchase Disney and how he was going to go about that. And because he just bought Marvel and he's like, I want to buy uh, Lucasfilm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And, and so he wanted to know how to approach George Lucas. And it turns out they had a mutual friend, Steve Jobs, who had sold Pixar to Disney. All right. Um, and so they, like they got, oh, they all got together for like a dinner. Which is a dinner I would like to be. I would have been amazing to imagine. <laughs> What if they went to like the cheapest restaurant? They went to like cheesecake. It's like a bur- no, they went to like yeah. a burger joint, like a diner. Yeah, or something you think like that. so? Really? Like all that money? That'd you're... be awesome. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's what happened. No, <laughs> no, I'm not saying. no, I think that's what I think. I feel like that's where Lucas would go. I feel they need a vegan option for Steve Jobs. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh. but yeah, it was it's it's a huge amount of money. Like thinking about it, but I mean, I mean, kudos to Bob Iger, like having the having the will and the brain to, to go after those moves because those are huge yeah. moves in Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars and Lucasfilm. You know, it's funny with, for me though, like Star Wars was already synonymous with Disney. You know, uh, they had uh, the Star Wars celebration. You know, I'm not celebration. I'm sorry. The, uh, it's Galaxy Nights now. But what was it called? Like Star Wars Weekend at MGM and the, and the ride Star Tours yeah the Star Tours was there the the both iterations you know yeah. I grew up going on the Star Tours ride you know the amalgamations the kind of like uh, Donald as Darth Maul yeah. and uh, Mickey as Luke you know they had that they had that before when yes they absolutely I actually didn't know that yeah since since always because it's always been in the park Star Tours is super old I know Star Tours is you old know? but I, I'm yeah not. in the little shop by Star Tours like they always had Disneyfied versions of, and they always had uh, Star Wars weekends like that's how it all came up along it was like we spend a lot of money on Star Wars like why don't we just own Star yeah. Wars yeah because they were already doing it a lot yeah Star Wars weekends I mean in my opinion, Star Wars Weekends was even better than Galaxy Nights because, uh, like, there was a lot more stuff. It was longer. You could go. I wasn't times. there for Star you know? Wars Weekends, but yeah. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Galaxy Nights. Yeah, we went. We went to Galactic Nights. It was like such a rush. It's like such a limited time window yeah. to like enjoy everything. But um, but yeah, it was, so for me, it was like okay, this is normal. Like this is normal. The thing, the question was that: Will they make more movies? You assume they would you have to, for right? $4 billion. So the first two projects that started that phase was The Force Awakens and Star Wars Rebels. And I believe Rebels started shortly before Force Awakens. Yes, Rebels was in 2014 and, and Force Awakens was released the following year. Okay, so I started watching Rebels right away because I'm 
I'm kind of a Disney fan, and I'm a Star Wars fan. So two and two, yeah. So I was like, ah, let's do it. And there's a new show on on uh, you know, on uh, on Disney XD, right? I made sure my cable provider had <laughs> the appropriate channel. I think I'd already seen Clone Wars, so I'm like, oh yeah, I'm down for the next show. Hopefully, it's as good as Clone Wars, you know. And it gets it gets off to a rough start, I would say. It's not bad. It's not. I, I think Clone Wars is like it takes up a long time, a lot longer time to pick up. But, like, it's like, okay, it's like Space Aladdin. That's cool. I like Aladdin. You know, it's one of my favorite anime movies, so I was down for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I know that you guys didn't really watch Rebels right away, right? No. Okay. Yeah, because I was in college. I didn't have TV. <laughs> so I just waited until... When did you watch it? Like, how, how far into it did you get? I watched the last season as it was happening. So maybe... It's four seasons long, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe in third season, that's when I started watching it after I'd let... Uh, because I don't like watching weekly stuff. Right. So I should waited for it to build up so I can binge watch it. Mm-hmm. But I still had one more season left, so I'm like, all right, so I can enjoy it as it's going on. What about you, Gabe? Yeah, for me, I didn't... I watched... I think it was around the same time. The third season is when I... I probably watched it. I know we watched the last, season, I, the last yeah. season together. Is when I hopped on. Um, I... When the show was announced, the show was coming out, I was like, man... And I hadn't... Um, I had seen Clone Wars, but I think I was in the middle of my Clone Wars binge. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was just unattracted by Rebels, by, um, the, animation by the animation style, yeah. the lightsaber. I did not like the thin lightsabers. lightsabers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really didn't like it. And believe it, like, that turned me off big time. But that was so. that's so funny because I remember you bringing up like, oh, the lightsabers are too thin. And I was like, that's why you're not going to watch the show? Yes, the lightsabers. And then I'm thinking here of the reasons I didn't watch Clone Wars for so many years. So, Yeah, so with that, I think, actually, it's an interesting point because I think at the time, I didn't really understand how important those other projects are, especially like Clone Wars and then what would be Rebels, um, how they actually expand the story of yeah. Star Wars, how mm-hmm. important they are to the story, yeah. how they push the narrative. And because I just thought I was like, because of my history of just watching random episodes of Clone Wars, I was like, this isn't important. I was treating them all like filler episodes. Like, I can watch it whenever. Like it's not, I'm not, right. it's not like a show that I have to watch in sequential order. And so like that was, it was a, it was a mix of things going on in my head. But as I'm watching Clone Wars, I'm like, no, this is amazing. I, what am I doing? And I was like, you know what? Like, I remember you guys were telling me, I remember you with George were telling me about to watch Rebels, that it was really good. And the other person, I had some other friends in college who were watching and they were saying it was really good. I'm like, oh, okay. And then my friend who I had, who we had watched the trailer with together, he started watching and he's like, oh, this is really good. And I was like, you know what? Fine, I'll give it a shot. I watched it and I loved it. I... From the, like, the first couple of episodes, it took a little bit getting into, but after that, like, it's it's just some of, it's some of the best Star Wars. I, I really enjoy... Yeah, I agree. I really enjoy the the team, but also the family aspect about it, like, that they have together, the missions, and, and just how important, how vital they are mm-hmm. to the main story. And watching that last season, I was watching it week to week. It was torture. It was pain. It was beautiful. But, like... I had to get up before class at eight in the morning because it would premiere the night before. So then they would do a rerun in the mornings, and there wasn't we couldn't get them anywhere. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't on a streaming service or anything. So I had to get up and 
watch it the next morning on Disney XD's website mm-hmm. with commercials, with all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm in college and I'm waking up before class to watch a Star Wars animated TV show. <laughs> like, what is happening? But I don't regret it because that fourth season was beautiful. Like, there's points where it's like, I don't know, it's it's peak Star Wars sometimes. Yeah. It, like it, the, when it's when it's in stride, it hits. Like yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, I can't even explain it to someone who hasn't seen the show. Like, cause there's no way to like verify. You know, that's yes, it's amazing. It might be some of the best stuff. That's all I'm gonna say. Cause I don't know how to explain that. How? No, yeah, I agree. It's some of the best. You have to watch Clone Wars, though, in order for it to... Yeah. Because you can watch it without Clone Wars, and it'll be good, but it just draws back so much from Clone Wars that you have to watch it. You know, and that's one one that's one great problem to have, the interconnectivity of everything, that, like, I have friends and family who are like, oh, I want to watch this, and I'm like, oh, but if you watch that, you kind of have to watch everything they've ever made yeah you know because it's like bad batches on right now we'll get to that in a minute the current stuff but it's like you can't watch bad batch unless you watch the last season of clone wars and you can't watch the last season of clone wars unless you watched all of clone wars but then also you kind of have to watch rebels too because it's all leading to that and it's like that's it that's all of star wars like you have to watch all the movies too you know and it, and it can be difficult sometimes where's the jumping on point yeah you know and um it's an investment yeah absolutely and now in this period we had the new trilogy right so you guys started watching rebels after force awakens so you're already in a post force awakens like um i guess it starts with force we could talk a little bit about that and then really quick you know there's a lot to unpack with the new trilogy but we're not here to talk about you know just that but what had what was your reaction to force awakens and what do you what do you think about the state of where we are now in a post-Rise of Skywalker world? Yeah, and when Force Awakens came out, when the, I mean, starting off when I saw the trailer, it was so... I, I, it was just hype. It was pure hype. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was so excited. Um, I mean, I, I made a new friend, and I was rediscovering my love of Star Wars. You know, like, going back... Um, those teenage years coming like in high school and coming out of high school early years of college I kind of um was I was focusing more on like sports and I mean be trying to be popular hanging out with friends and doing all that stuff when you could have been watching Star Wars I could have been watching Star Wars (laughs) yeah and so I kind of fell out fell out of it a bit but I remember like having that connection and when Force Awakens was coming out like I it threw me back in It, it turned me into a little kid again and I went and I just, I was just so excited to watch it, like lining up, lining up to, um, to watch Force Awakens. It was a, such a surreal experience just because like, I didn't, I didn't get to like go to those midnight premieres, obviously in the original and in the prequels, I was just too young. So I was able to stand in line for a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And those experiences are crazy because like, I mean, where I was at was um it was in tennessee and that's where i was going to school at the time and it's like they had like a they had like a little star wars like order like a local like chapter there of right. like uh i think it was they had a 501st chapter there too mm-hmm. and it's just a bunch of cosplayers and people like in jedi armor uh jedi suits uh, jedi robes sorry and lightsabers and they just did like a procession walking through the theater there was like every you could like you could feel like the excitement in the air like it was just it was an experience that like not, not a lot of people get to experience 
And I just, I loved it. I loved every part of it. And then watching the movie, it was such a fun, fun ride for me. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, what's not to enjoy? You like A New Hope. <laughs> You'll enjoy A Force Awakens. And and it was just, it was something really, really special to me. Um, I feel like with the friend that I watched it with, uh, getting to it, because we, we were on the hype train before that, watching the trailer. And mm-hmm. then after that, it was just, it was just, it was so much fun and also um, a bonding experience for us, the ones that were never, like, we'll always be there for each other. Kind of thing. I'm trying to think, why did we watch it together? <laughs> why did I have to watch it with my boring friends? <laughs> I remember because I usually watch movies, like, you know, before that when Marvel, when the Marvel movies were coming out, I was watching with you guys, but then yeah. I went to college in Tennessee as well, same school as Gabriel. And I remember Star Wars, I'm like, oh, I have to watch it with... Did you go opening night? Yeah. I went with people that I'm like, all right, I guess we're in the same major. Yeah. Let's go together. <laughs> yeah. But I would have rather watch. I know we watched uh, Rogue One together the following year, right? Yeah. Why didn't we watch this together? You didn't get like a 501st processional. No, no. Like, I got like, like Rogue theater did you go to? You, no idea. You probably go to the same theater because the theater I went to was the best one. Like I had to find the best theater I think theater I went to the, the one. Yeah, no. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it was a big deal. It was like, it was like a family and friends reunion. Like everyone I knew was there in the theater, at, or or I knew where they were. If they were somewhere else in town, I knew which screening they were at. And it was just like I knew what all my lunch conversations and my texts. It was an event, man. Were gonna it was a be about. Event. Yeah. No, I watched it. And I was like, all right, we're in the same major. You like Star Wars? Let's go together, I guess. <laughs> And it was it was good. I'm sorry, but it wasn't as memorable as it would have been. When I watched, yeah. when I watched uh, Rogue One with that Gabriel. sounds amazing. It sounds more memorable than even me. I Dude, it was it was it was. I would have left my whole family. Behind. Yeah, it, it was, was amazing, and it was perfect because the like that week I had found. I mean, my favorite restaurant at the time was Chipotle. I just I that's the one I frequent the most. But at where I was, they didn't have one. Yeah, right. and so that week I had discovered. It was 20 minutes away from my school. I had discovered a Chipotle variant. That like has the same exact setup, bowl type, and the food was great. And I was so excited because I was so happy because the stars aligned. Star Wars is coming back. I finally found my Chipotle replacement. And then right before watching the movie, I right before watching the movie, we went to go eat at that place. Yeah. It was called Dos Bros. And shout out Dos Bros. Shout out Dos Bros. <laughs> Chattanooga, Tennessee. And so when we were driving on. Oh wow! <laughs> when we were driving, when we were driving over to the theater, I distinctly remember, you know, those signs that like they'll say like uh, road closed, like the this road is closed, right. like on this date. The day Star Wars was coming out, it said, "May the force be with you. Drive safely." And I was oh, like, that's "Man, cool. that's that's the grip of Star Wars. That's how like the reach that it has. Like it's everywhere." You think we'll ever get that again? Like opening night? Because now Star Wars is kind of like a lifestyle and they're, we're gonna, we, we're blessed that we have all this content, but we're never going to... Who traded it in? It's definitely been a trade-off. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be another like relaunch of Star Wars, right? Nah. I don't think so. Now that Disney bought it and they're constantly producing stuff, mm-hmm. like how many shows do we have coming up in the future, right? Because yeah. it's, it's time. It's time, time. Like that's what makes you crave something. That's yeah. what makes you want something. But it's like... Not necessarily that it's, that it's a terrible thing that Disney's doing, mm-hmm. but I mean they have ideas, obviously put into production for sure. But with that time, it's like we're, we don't have enough of a break. Yeah. 
Okay, so moving on, Last Jedi comes out. It has a divided <laughs> response. Full disclosure, I think everyone here is a fan of it. Yeah, I really like that. I love Jedi. that movie. Yeah, I, it's, to me, it's actually my favorite among yeah, these that three. Trilogy? Yeah, same. Yeah. Then Rise of Skywalker comes out. Um, universal disappointment, I think. There's enough time has passed now that we can... That That's pretty much the reception. I mean, I'm sure it has its fans, but I think for the most part... Yeah, I think... I, I agree. I also think that people that were still caring, like, um, kind of like what they felt from Last Jedi, kind of like into this one, which, which I guess kind of like hurts it. But personally, I, I just wasn't a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I would, I would agree with that assessment. I feel like fans were divided on Last Jedi, and then the people who liked Last Jedi felt like Rise of Skywalker just reversed everything yeah. that they liked about Last Jedi, and the people who were critical of Last Jedi felt like they just went the opposite direction without like rhyme or reason, and like, oh, that's not what we wanted. You know, I, I feel like nobody got what they wanted yeah. out of it. Was trying to serve two masters. Like, yeah. be the sequel to the movie that you were trying to contradict. And, I don't I think it didn't know what it wanted to be. You know, that's a longer conversation. Yeah, definitely. But, but, um, but that's where we're at now. And what we're current, what we currently have is we got two shows on TV. We got The Mandalorian and we have, um... Bad Batch. Bad Batch. After the end of Clone Wars, the final season. So, Mandalorian's really special to me. Because I know when we were talking, you mentioned something like, I never imagined like a live action Star Wars show, you know? Never in a million years. And the irony is that I always imagined it because Lucas wanted to do this thing. And like everyone would keep telling him, you can't do this show. It will cost $10 million per episode. It's impossible. Luckily, Disney, they found a solution to that. You spend $10 million (laughs) per episode. So... With that being said, very briefly, Mandalorian and the final season of Clone Wars going into Bad Batch, what has been your experience now to this day? Oh, I love it, man. Some of the best Star Wars we've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Like, I, I remember when they announced that Clone Wars was saved at Comic-Con, like, when they said it, I was like, I was freaking out. I was like, are you kidding me? This is real? Like, that final season of Clone Wars I never got, like, I was so happy and excited and as far as, like, when The Mandalorian was announced, I was like, that was, like, the first time I was, like, because for me, I love I love the Jedi. Yeah. Like, that pushes, like, Star Wars for me, obviously, like, I love, I enjoy other things, but, like, for me, Star Wars is, like, a main thing, so, like, there's, like, oh, it's gonna be, like, a Mandalorian bounty hunter, and, like, like when I heard the premise of it, I was like, right. okay, no Jedi, okay, that's fine. It's live action Star Wars. I was like, I'm still, I'm still excited for it. Yeah. And then when I watched it, I was I was completely blown away. And I just the ride that it's been on, like I feel like watching it week to week and every episode, like obviously that's grueling, mm-hmm. but still having a new piece of Star Wars of the Star Wars world yeah. being open to you in a matter of seven days over a period of weeks yeah. is something truly special. Because before you'd have to wait three years for a movie, right? Uh, other times you have to wait longer, and it's like you have a piece of the Star Wars lore that you are getting to see week to week. And it's not like, it's not like they're like cheapy episodes or like that they don't put any thought into it. They're just putting it out just to put it out. No, like 
Dave Filoni and, and John Favreau and everyone like that is the behind the production of the Mandalorian have done a fantastic job. I feel personally. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot of people that don't like this show, but I I'm very I'm very happy that we are where we are now. It's it's exciting. It's it's hopeful for the future. Um, to know that that there is like we can have great Star Wars. And it can kind of come in a, in a form of like a TV show. Yeah. Because it's like there's, there's, there can be, there's obviously like big questions like can it succeed? Can it do well? But I think they've answered those questions in the form of The Mandalorian. I agree with you. At first I was dubious when I found out about the, that they were making this Mandalorian show without Jedi's because I thought Jedi's were what made Star Wars cool. You get me? Because mm-hmm. before that, we they they made that show Star Wars Resistance without any Jedi's, and I right. thought this is terrible. <laughs> Do not like this show at all. Yeah, but Do that not... was that was his own thing, right? Yes. But they, that didn't have any Jedi's at all. So I'm like, it's that this. was the problem. Yeah, so yeah I was like, so is this? But but then the Mandalorian doesn't have much Jedi's. You right. get me? Mm-hmm. In the yeah. season two, you get more stuff, right? But it was awesome. It was great. Right. I think. Yeah, I think that it. It's it, it went over. It was like you don't need Jedi. Yeah, you really don't. You yeah. don't need Jedi yeah. to to tell a Star Wars story. You don't. You can you can tell it about just a man trying to do a job and protect someone that's that's not as someone that's um kind of like vulnerable. For example. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna be honest with you. As I mentioned, I grew up with the extended universe, and so many times one of my favorite books uh, growing up was Tale of the Bounty Hunters. Uh, some of my favorite games were the Rogue Squadron games and the books as well, you know? So I get, I was used to stories without Force Jedi, you know what I mean? So when I heard about The Mandalorian, I was actually pumped because I was like, this is what I want. I've For years, I've wanted to expand the universe, you know, cinematically, the way that the universe was always expanded in the comics and in the books and in the games yeah. with me. So it's like, I want to see what it's like for regular people because not everybody knows Luke Skywalker, you know? And I wanted to see what that was like and I love the Mandalorians I was obsessed with Boba like most Star Wars fans and this was the show for me with that being said they end up introducing Jedi's anyways and I'm down it's for it yeah, yeah. yeah like my whole thing with Mandalorian after season 1 was like see not everything has to be about Luke Skywalker by the end of season 2 I'm like I don't care I love Luke Skywalker bring everything you know I love the Force and Jedi's yeah, and it's just it's so well done that, and it's like a cultural phenomenon like, everyone knows Baby Yoda. Everyone knows Mando. The know. Baby Yoda one, man. Like, that is everywhere. People that don't, like, even watch Star Wars or know anything mm-hmm. about the show, like, they know that he's on, that Baby Yoda's on it. Yeah. Toys, pillows, like, they they own, like, some, like, a, a, a sticker. Right. Because it's just, like, and that's just another way it's Star genius. Wars, like, it transcends everything. Like, it just, it's universal. Uh-huh. And, and that's what's exciting about it. But that, I mean, the stuff with Luke and... At the in the end, yeah. Full full disclosure: Chef's if you kiss. haven't seen the end of Mandalorian season two, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Go watch it right now. But continue. So with the stuff with Luke, man, like that. I mean, I can talk for days about that, but that moment was something just like it was extremely special. For obviously, for personal reasons, Luke Skywalker being one of my heroes as a kid and, mm-hmm. and a character, one of my favorite, most, the most beloved characters I have. Um, in pop culture and something about also the the green lightsaber getting into do <laughs> something about which I mean I'll, I'll probably I'll probably talk about later on but the green lightsaber seeing it 
and it's and it's in all its glory um that moment is it has to be like top like tv moments for me one of the top tv moments for me ever you must have had a similar moment um because if that is the like the pinnacle for luke uh what about your girl ahsoka at the end of the final season of clone wars those like last four episodes yeah last yeah four good episodes <laughs> because of previous four with the Martez sister and that was they were fine they the were, season as a whole is good but those the, last the, four is yeah those last four yeah that was amazing when, I was really excited and I had no idea where this was gonna go <laughs> you know how it ended I'm like okay but you know because of Rebels we kind of know where Ahsoka is gonna go and then right. the Mandalorian you see where she's going and I think we all know where she's going on this new show that she's... I think we all know, but I, I mean, I'm sure we, we, know. we probably don't. I'm sure we have an idea. You know, but... he's probably going to be looking for Ezra. That was another thing. Like, Ahsoka, live action, mm-hmm. on The Mandalorian, like, yeah. that was incredible. That was when you feel validated. Yes, that your, was when I'm just like, like, oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> and the fact that they got Rosario Dawson too, like, it was... They made a lot of good choices. So, I loved it, but my expectations were higher because I told you, you can do so much more with in animation than you can do in person, right? Yeah. So when that fight scene between Rosario Dawson and that other lady, I was like, bro, I just saw... <laughs> I had just seen Ahsoka versus Maul. Oh, and when she jumps off that ship and does a front flip, flip and lands yeah. on the floor. I'm like, I just saw Ahsoka versus Maul, and you giving me this? Also, when she... But that's just me having higher expectations. I think that's a problem with every Star Wars fans. Yeah. They just set their expectations yeah, so high and are always, you know, let down. That's true. When I... When I saw that somersault, like she jumped with the ship and ship in Clone Wars, like I was working, I was working at the hospital as a, like a greeter, and I was like kind of like on his like dead time, and I was like watching an episode on my phone, and like when that happens, I started like tearing up, like I literally started tearing up, and then someone walks in, and I'm just like, I was like I was like a deer in the headlights, I was like, oh, how, how may I help you? Like they're probably thinking, like something's wrong with my family, like at the hospital or something like that. I'm like Ahsoka just. Mm. <laughs> And so, like, I took the temperature and stuff, but it, I thought it was funny, like, like, that was, like, having that during the time of, like, it was a, it was a pretty tough time on everyone, um, that was, like, that was a very, um, positive moment during a very dark time. All right. So, to end today's discussion, this is where we're at now. We've looked back at, so far, what's Disney done, and I think some of our favorite parts, now that we have the Skywalker saga tucked in some would say dead and buried but (laughs) tucked in you know behind us in our rear view we've looked at some of these other stories rogue one solo we didn't have a chance to talk about those you know these shows that we're watching mandalore we've expanded the universe now the universe is ever expanding much like the actual universe i think according to science but (laughs) the universe is ever expanding and on the horizon what is the thing that you are most looking forward on the slate of a dozen shows i think that we're developing for Star Wars? We. I'm not, I don't have any part in the development. I'm sorry. At least a dozen pieces of content. Yeah. Yeah. Including movies and, and all that stuff. So what are you looking forward to? Uh, for me, mostly the Obi-Wan show. Mm. That's what I'm most looking forward to. Obviously, the Ahsoka show too. But I think Obi-Wan's my favorite character. Okay. Why? I, I just love Obi-Wan. He's the best Jedi. He's he a, a point. Yeah? You have a point. He is a quintessential <laughs> Jedi. You get me? What a Jedi supposed to be? What a Jedi supposed. Although I think Qui Gon might more civilized. Although I think Qui Gon might be. He needs more play. Yeah, but but we need more. We we need more Qui Gon story. Um, But yeah, so I'm really excited about that because I love Ian McGregor. All right, Obi Wan and uh, 
like a one B Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Gabe? What are, what are you excited about? I think I think I'll go opposite with that. I mean, just to be opposite because the Obi Wan show is just I can't wait. I really can't wait to have Ewan McGregor back, Hayden back. Like I know he gets a lot of flack for it, his performance and stuff, but when they announced he was coming back, I was excited. I'm excited like to have to have some pieces of like the past come back and be and be reintroduced and I'm excited to see where they go with it. Um, but the Ahsoka one, I think for me, like mm. continuing off of Rebels, I think is going to be so inc- because of the, just the way that Rebels, like that last season, like turns out and ends. It's so exciting for me. And, and hopefully we'll get to see a character she mentioned in the Mandalorian. Okay. okay. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we are like, there's a reason. I mean, your name drop for sure. But like also this character is just, I mean, he, there's books on him, so yeah. And I've read, and I've read some of those books, and it's an incredible character. And to see this person live action is just gonna blow my mind, in my opinion. So I'm gonna say Ahsoka, one uh, B will be Obi Wan. Okay. But in reality, Obi Wan is probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me, it's gonna be Andor, Oof. because I love Rogue One, and I know, I know Link. Once told me it was his favorite Star Wars movie, and I was like, it's not Ooh. once, multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> slow, slow your roll. Give it like eight years, and then come back to me. No, but Rogue One, I loved it. And the thing about Rogue One and Solo is they kind of get lost in the shuffle in between the chapters of, you know, uh, what is it, seven, eight, and nine? Not me. <laughs> not me. But I love Rogue One. I love Rogue One, and Tony Gilroy is going to be working on it. Where that Lucas is going to be working on it, that's going to be an interesting dynamic. And, like, I think there's room. Characterization, if I had to criticize Rogue One for anything, it's probably one of the weaker part. It's a more of a narrative-driven story than it yeah. is a character yeah, story. So I would love to spend more time with at least Cassian. I have a feeling several of the other characters that we come along in that film. So expanding Rogue One is something I'm really, really excited about. And in the same vein, I loved Solo. I thought... Uh, everybody did a great job there. So if the new Lando show is like launching from that point, they're getting the Lando show. Yeah, yeah, with with Donald, with Donald, Donald Glover. Glover. Yeah. Oh, 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 I did not know. Oh, about this. oh, we're breaking news to Link. Oh, what? Yeah, breaking news. <laughs> and I have a feeling that they're gonna see things like Solo and Maul and stuff like that. Who knows how like Lando specific the show will be? But I have a feeling it's. It's gonna be at least a step to open up that specific time period. All the all the pieces that Solo put into play that I don't think we're gonna get in a movie sequel. Billy D is it gotta be in it, right? I think so. Kind of like like narrating. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Hopefully the Chronicles. I'm thinking the Lando Chronicles. That'd be awesome. You know? That would be excellent. Okay. Well, I think we're all out of time for today's episode. Um, we talked a little bit about what our experience was. And kind of what we're looking forward to. Um, sometimes we, it feels like we're in like a negative place. But based on this conversation, it seems like we all have one thing that kind of ties us. And that's hope. Hope. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Obi-Wan. <laughs> Which is hope. You know, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, and I think that's the tr- thread. I think that's that. That's one of those driving forces in Star Wars. The hope that lies in the center of the narrative and the hope that it gives us for a better world, a more civilized time as Obi-Wan once mentioned. So 
with that being said, um, we'll see you again next time. Until then, keep searching.